the SNS Radio Network, and KJCC Real Campus Radio. I'm back, baby. The Unchained Wrestling Network and KJCC Real Campus Radio presents the two-time Wrestling Radio Award winner, Running the Ropes. I lost a broski for a hosty! Step through the ropes as the guys bring you all the talk happening within the WWE. Woo, woo, woo! You know it! TNA. Sorry about your damn luck! Ring of Honor. Dig down in your bunkers and dig into those trenches and get ready. Get ready for shock and awe. And the NorCal Independency. And now live from the KJCC studio in San Jose, California, it's running the ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network, the SNS Radio Network, and KJCC Real Campus Radio. Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Running the Ropes right here on KJCC Real Campus Radio, also on the Unchained Wrestling Network at unchained-wwe.com and the SNS Radio Network. Gotta give a I have to give a big shout out to those guys over at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Go over there, check out all their shows. My name is Brian Maverick Bertrand, and uh it's a little awkward because I don't have the effing foreign kid with me this this week. Uh, Crelly's not here. Mr. Didn't mean to double that up, but Mr. Crowley. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. I did not need that, but that's all right. Um, with me in the studio is a, a he's a local stand-up comedian, great guy to listen, great guy to listen to on stage. His name is Funky Sam Medina. Sam, how's it going, bro? Pretty good, Brian. How you doing today? Not too bad, not too bad. I you know, I I hate it when Chris isn't here, and you you listen to the show. You, yeah. you know Chris Kelly from HeadlocksAirlines.com. He chose the absolute worst time to come to the states because now he's gonna he's gone this week. He has so much here to to work with, and now we got to cover Bound for Glory, Raw, and just all this other malarkey and it's 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 bad i swear so uh, <laughs> he has to be home in time for wwe 13 yeah, exactly for the big party yeah and see i'm still jealous about that like he he's got <laughs> this party going on like three days before it comes out i'm looking forward to the game i yeah, i, I finally paid up on that i'm, I'm gonna play the, the hell out of it it's gonna be great um <laughs> but what about you, man? You, you you're a busy guy. Yeah, I'm just uh, just trying to live life, just working and doing comedy and just catching wrestling when I can. Now, do you incorporate wrestling into your comedy at all? I had a joke, uh, a wrestling related joke, but it just wasn't doing too hot, so I dropped it. <laughs> I might go back to it and refine it. It was a Hulk Hogan joke, but you know, oh, you know how those go. Yeah, <laughs> no, no one, no one could take those those any seriously than they already are. I mean, exactly. I mean, hell, Hulk Hogan's. Uh, probably joking about a lot of things himself but <laughs> uh but i guess before we before further ado let's go ahead i you know i had to prepare the news this week so i'm a little bit proud of myself Good keyword job. being a little bit because i don't have much but this is what happens when crayley's not here so let's go ahead let's get some news of the week and now it's time for the news of the week 
already coming off of the uh, Headlocks to Headlines news desk. Uh, WWE announced Kofi Kingston's Intercontinental title. Did you watch that, by the way? No, but I read that he won the Intercontinental title. I was I was surprised. It was actually a pretty good match. Um, but they 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 announced it the day before the actual match happened. Also, uh, no no build up like usual. <laughs> gotta love it. It's like it's what happens when they don't have much uh, ideas. But you know, main event is really turning out to be. The show that wrestling fans want to see because they have they have long matches, yes. they have less storylines, and it's really shaping up to be something spectacular. And now, and now with this title, with this new title win, a new Intercontinental Champion, which is it's not as big as the WWE Championship or whatever. I think it, I think if they return to the old school part of it, it'll be cool. It still makes it a must see to see a title change. Oh, I missed a title change. I gotta start watching main event. Yeah, there you well, go. Start watching. Thankfully, it. they they put it up on um on YouTube and that's true and Hulu now that they got to deal with that. So, uh, uh, the match on main event was almost put on hold un- because of the whole kick to the Miz on Monday, which was a hellacious kick. We're going to yeah. talk about that in a little bit. Um, but they they cleared Miz to wrestle that on Tuesday, so that was pretty cool. Uh, next story here, TMZ.com has announced that Hulk Hogan is now suing former friend Bubba the Love Sponge, uh, Bubba, Bubba's ex-wife Heather Clem, and Gawker.com for $100 million. I got the pinky up in the mouth and everything. <laughs> uh, after the release of his sex tape hit the internet via Gawker.com, uh, Hogan claims that he didn't know he was being taped, uh, but Gawker.com released a one-minute condensed version of the tape. Bubba's attorney Stephen Diaco says, "Quote: uh, Bubba, Bubba doesn't know that the, doesn't know who released the tape, and that and end quote. And he says that Heather he that Bubba and Heather Clem are both victims just as much as Hogan quote unquote claims to be. Um, so I'm this whole sex tape thing's just gone out of hand. Yeah, a little bit. It, I mean, I you know what? I hope he I hope Hogan gets something out of it, but considering." How far out this whole story has become? It's I don't know. It's kind of just getting ridiculous at this point. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler returns to the w- returned to the WWE on Tuesday a- after suffering a heart attack. Uh, about what three weeks ago is it now? Something like that. About a month ago, three weeks ago, back in just Montreal. about that long. That was insane too. That was insane. Uh, it took him away from the commentary table since the end of September. He returned during a SmackDown in between tapings for SmackDown and Saturday Morning Slam. Uh, he returned uh, to his hometown, Memphis, Tennessee, telling fans that he hopes to return to the broadcast table in the next few weeks. WWE.com has since released footage of the emotionally charged interview with Michael Cole yesterday. So check that out at WWE.com. And finally, the final song, the, the final uh, story I have on here. According to Wrestling Observer, to the Wrestling Observer uh, newsletter, a decision was made to let Ryback face CM Punk at Hell in a Cell, despite doctors saying that uh, Cena's arm had quote improved significantly. They could not assure the WWE officials uh, that he would be ready by Hell in a Cell. Different scripts were written for whatever decision was to be made, but Ryback has been working with Punk in recent house show events in preparation for the event. So. I'm looking forward to that. that that's going to be a really good match, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a little bit too soon for Ryback. He I, still needs a lot more steam behind him. That's exactly what himself. I've been saying. Yeah, he needs more steam behind him. And, yeah, and he, he needs more more see, he needs to be more seasoned a little bit, I think. Yeah, I agree. It's like it's like Goldberg on Fast Forward. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's Goldberg if 
Goldberg was up on cocaine and <laughs> just woo, you know. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's gonna do it. That was the news of the week, brought to you by HeadlocksHeadlines.com and Chris Kelly, the owner of uh, an operator of Headlocks Headlines. So that hey, was Chris, cool. nice to meet you. <laughs> N- nice to semi meet you and nice to give a shout out. Yeah, okay, exactly. We'll say that. <laughs> Hope you had fun at Bound for Glory. Yeah, you jerk. Uh anyway. So we had a huge pay per view over the weekend. It was the WrestleMania for TNA. It was Bound for Glory 2012, to which you could actually see Crelly. Uh, he, he's actually on the hard camera. If you if if you remember, he, he was with the. You had the Union Jack flag there. He was the first, uh, first person just to the left of it. Oh, I saw his picture on Twitter. Yeah, the picture of his sign. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. It, he was showing he had good pic- seats. He had great seats. I was surprised he got ringside. I never had those good seats before. <laughs> but hey, if you're if you're gonna go international, you might as well get the best seats in the house. Exactly. Right? I mean, you're gonna spend the money anyway. Exactly. Might as well spend it on ringside seats at a pay per view. <laughs> I mean, good God, I could imagine how much Rumble '98 was. And I was up in the I was up near the rafters. <laughs> that was a good show. That was a good pay per view. Uh, but speaking of pay per views, let's go ahead. Let's go over this with, with uh, Bound for Glory. Uh, Zima Ion loses the X Division title to Rob Van Dam. What do you think about that one? You know, I'm the biggest RVD fan there is. Like, I love RVD, but I don't think it's a good move. I really don't. They're getting behind WWE guys. Well, th- see, here's the thing though with with, with uh, RVD for me, I liked it. Uh, the The match itself was good, right? The um, match was good. But the problem the problem I'm seeing with the X Division now is that there's no X Division guys anymore. No, and two months ago there was a ton of them. Yeah, exactly. The like you Kenny had. King. Yeah, whatever happened to Kenny King? He you know? gave up everything in Ring of Honor just to go and be a not on TV at TNA. Exactly, and Ring of Honor since burned burned their bridge mm-hmm. with him, and it's it not sucks. welcome back. Um, but yeah, you had like uh, you had Kenny King, you had Spanky, you had uh, God, who else? You had the Young Bucks for a while. You had all yeah. these other. They didn't use the Young Bucks very good. No, not at all. Um, but I mean, you had, then you had Zima Ion who injured Jesse Sorensen and. All these so other he people. He injured Sanjay Dutt. He injured Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jesse Sorensen was like m- legitimate, like big time injury. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That I saw. I saw that too when it happened. Oh really? I didn't see the footage. It was insane. Like wow. you could see him. You could see Ion doing a totally miscued uh, moonsault press, and it clocked. It clocked in the back of the head, and his head just like got pushed down even further. So it was. Wow. Really bad. Is Sanjay like legitimately hurt, or is it a write-off storyline? Uh, he's hurt. Uh, he hurt his arm, I believe, at Sam at Slammiversary. So, but that see, that's the problem. There's there's too many guys getting hurt because they have to work with Zima Ion. And it seems like he's hurting people. <laughs> yeah, and and like that doesn't tell you anything. That doesn't say. Uh, that doesn't say that he doesn't have that that he's legitimately hurting these guys for that. Because you can't have a guy wrestling in your company if he's gonna go out there and just hurt a guy. Right. Take and put him out. on the sideline. it's not worth having him in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. But I think with RVD, I think it's his element because he, it's more fast-paced, and he hasn't had a fast-paced match since he joined TNA. That's true. Well, he had Jerry Lynn at, uh, not Hardcore Justice, but the next one. Right, but Jerry Lynn wasn't... Uh, That's true. Jerry Lynn's not like he used to be. Well, it's, it's not only that, but it, it's, it's another point to where uh, RVD and Lynn are... Well, Lynn wasn't a contracted wrestler. 
true. He was there true. for one night only. Yeah. Then he went back to somebody. then he went back to train with ROH. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't have he doesn't have that competition. Right. He really doesn't until I mean until he came into this match with Zima Ion, and it was a fast paced match, great match, and I was happy to see RVD win this one because personally I don't like Zima Ion. That's true. I mean I didn't like him as exhibition champion. I would I would pick RVD over him any day of the week. Yeah, but I mean, I, I like to see the younger guys getting a push. I do too, but I mean, it, it, see, with, with former WWE guys, there's a time and place for everything, especially right. especially in TNA. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if it if it works out to the current story that this that this is going to, it works out really good. And I think with this with with this uh, title win for RVD, he's a good spot. He's a workman. Or he's a workhorse for TNA. Yeah, he definitely is that. He's the he's by far the most underrated former WWE guy ever. I mean, the dude yeah. held the ECW and WWE titles at the same time, the same time. until he got busted. <laughs> but he, he never really got that chance. He never got the chance to shine in main event at WrestleMania like he always wanted to do. And that's sad. That that it it sucks. That does suck. But at least we got to see him win the title, and I still have the tape of him winning the title and the tape of the security and on that tape it's where the whole John Cena entrance kind of went to crap where the security guard wiped his butt with Cena's shirt and threw it at him flipped him off hilarious nice yeah I remember right before that <laughs> Cena kept throwing his shirt into the crowd and yeah. the crowd kept throwing, kept it, throwing back. it back yeah that was the first time that's ever happened that was that was great uh, after, but RVD's the new X Division champion for this one uh, after this, we get a backstage interview where Jeremy Borash plugs TNA on social media. Uh, then he then he goes over to talk to Magnus, who uh, who's going up next against Samoa Joe for the TV title, uh, saying that he was gonna he's a free man and broke out of political prison. Easy, Tony Montana. Uh, but anyway, you get to the match and Samoa Joe retains this one and. I don't know what it is about Samoa Joe. He's a big dude, but it's like he could still he can still go when the moment calls. Yeah, for he him. really can. He's good. TNA needs to get behind this guy, and looks like they finally are. They're they're starting to. They love him with the TNA uh, TV belt, but you notice when he comes out, he's wearing the old world title. Yeah, I, I heard about that. <laughs> that was kind of weird that he did that. I thought it was hilarious. I I, I guess it's they like, raided Eric Young's locker. <laughs> Because he wasn't using it for a while. I mean, That's might true. as well. He's filming a show. Uh, but Samoa Joe is still your ex, your TNA television champion, which I don't I don't really know why they have the TV title. They just want another place. belt. Just another belt to differentiate between the X division and the regular division, I guess. Yeah, gold shiny belts get people over. <laughs> They're trying to get Joe over. Which I mean, really, he doesn't need a belt because he just—he's just a monster. He, yeah, he exactly. Can just go out there and just destroy people if he wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and what's cool is that people are still saying the Joe's gonna kill you chance and all that. That's cool. So it works out even better. Um, next match on the card here, what, the match that I was looking forward to all night long. I was surprised this was the third match on the card. Uh, the street fight between Bobby Roode and James Storm, where uh, King Mo was the special guest enforcer. Uh, James Storm wins this one, and they went they went pretty much all over the building for that one. Yeah, it was good, and uh, James Storm needed the win, so I'm glad he got the win off of Bobby Roode yeah, that night. Yeah, especially after what's been happening with him and the whole thing with Bobby Roode and all that. It, it's really, it's 
redeeming. Yeah, because Bobby Roode pretty much owned them almost the whole year. Exactly. And because they've been feuding for a year, and in wrestling these days, a year-long feud is very rare and far between. Uh huh. And so it was good. It was good. They gave us a big long feud, and it was great. And what was cool about that was that King Mo wasn't just on the sideline. He was involved with the match the yeah. whole time. He he got up in people's fa- he got up in their faces. He pulled them back when they needed to pull them back, and and he was just on point the whole time. That was something that not a lot of guest uh, special enforcers ever done. Yeah, exactly. Except for Chuck Norris. Except for Chuck Norris, <laughs> who did do a roundhouse kick to Tatanka in 95, which was awesome. Um, so is King Mo going to be a competitor in TNA? Is yeah. that what's going to happen here? Yeah. Uh, apparently the, the plan right now for that is that he's going to stay, he's going to stay with TNA w- while at the same time wrestling with Bellator. Okay, okay. So, like, he's being double-billed with Bellator and TNA, which is pretty cool. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And as an MMA fighter, you don't fight very often. Yeah. So, it'll so give he's... Him time to be in TNA. And, and at the same time, fight. at the same time, he doesn't get the ring rust. Right. He, he doesn't he's get... always competing. Yeah, because he's always competing. And not only is he competing at the main stage for Bellator, but he's competing in a pro, in a pro wrestling stage with TNA so that way he could go around the ring just as much as he'd go around the cage at Bellator. Yeah. That's, so that's it's cool. it's pretty cool. I love it. Um but anyway, after this uh backstage interview with Joey Ryan who's coming up next against Al Snow for a TNA contract. Oh man. I you you've, you've listened to the show, I'm sure a little yeah. bit. I hate Joey Ryan. Yeah, why do you hate Joey Ryan? I you just kind of smug. I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you a story. I'll t- I'll tell you a story on here. Okay. I was at a uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution show. Okay. It was at it was in Milpitas High, which is one of my one of my two alma maters because I went to Cal Hills at my senior year, um, and we, they had a, they had a show in the large room. It was the first time I ever seen a wrestling show in Milpitas, for one thing. <laughs> so Joey Ryan comes out, and I've and I've heard the name Joey Ryan a lot. He comes out. He gyrates his junk around the ring. Around over, at, I mean, he's just going up. He's just going up, just you know, pointing at it, putting his leg up and pointing at it. He goes up to a kid. He goes up to a ten-year-old child, just you know, all up in the business, you know. Oh wow! And the kid's twelve-year-old brother was gonna jump the rail and kick his butt, you know, just kick him <laughs> in the face. But of course, security was there and all that. I don't like wrestlers that do that kind of thing to little kids. <laughs> Who don't know the line. There's a line. That you yeah, I mean. It's okay to do it to adults, but yeah. If it was a, I mean, I could see him doing a Rick Rude porn star Val Venus gimmick, but I mean, do it to women. Yeah, yeah. You know, definitely. do it to them. Don't do it to kids. That's not cool, man. I agree. That's, but ever since then, I hated the guy. Well, I hate, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's a great wrestler, I'm sure he's talented. I mean, good God, he's in TNA. He's got to be talented for something, right? Definitely. And the whole sleaze factor. There, there, <laughs> there's a there's a fine line between sleaze and just playing creepy. Yeah. So, um, it was cool. I, I liked it, though. But, uh, I mean, this match coming in with Al Snow, Joey Ryan wins the match in a TNA contest. And but he didn't just win it, did he? He had help? 
he did have help with from Matt Morgan why at the Matt, end. I don't understand why where Matt Morgan ties into this whole situation. Uh, well, because I think it I think it ties into probably about last week or, or last couple of weeks. He's been going to house shows. Right, and doing I know that. I know that much. But yeah, there's no there's not much connection. But I thought Morgan was going to get involved in maybe the Aces and Eights match. Yeah, something more significant than Al Snow versus Joey Ryan. Yeah, not it that it's made not sense. significant, but it's not a big storyline. But. After the match, uh, Joey Ryan shakes the hand of Matt Morgan. So I guess they were in cahoots with each other. And Morgan set, gets, looks into the camera and says, TNA, he says, quote, TNA, I'm going to wipe out the whole roster. Tick tock. Starting and, with Al Snow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why Al Snow? Leave Al Snow alone. Next week he's going to have to deal with Brown. Good God. It's bad enough Al Snow has to put up with the constant ribbing by Mick Foley in his books. You know, give the man a break. Come on. Uh, anyway, the next match on the card after the backstage interview is for the tag team titles. Uh, Daniels and Kazarian versus Angle and Styles versus Chavo and Supermech Sean Hernandez. Um, I don't like three-way tag team matches. They can be fun, but they're a little bit just overwhelming at times. Yeah, and I think in a way uh, they're trying to keep up with WWE in that regard because WWE is like the main culprit. You yeah, know, like the, yeah. the whole specialty tag team matches, throwing random people together, not giving them a name, not giving them a, a common gimmick or anything. Well, actually, except for uh, Chavo and Hernandez. Yeah, I, I like mean, Chavo and Hernandez. They're like the Hispanic guys. They're, yeah, they stick they're together. the token Hispanic guys <laughs> on TNA. <laughs> they're going to stick together. <laughs> they both they speak the same language. La raza, you know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, 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 again, they went with the WWE guy on this one. But I can see why they gave Chavo and Hernandez the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they got to get, hey, Chavo, come in. We'll give you a little push. You know, we'll we'll take care of you a little bit. And, it's and Chavo like, got buried in WWE. He I did. mean. He deserves some a little bit of stardom here. He yeah. Really does. He does. I mean, he, God, they gave. I distinctly remember them giving him Kerwin White. <laughs> That was, white, a, that was a right. fun gimmick, though. It that was, was fun. Stupid. Dolph Ziggler was his caddy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I remember that now. God. He didn't have a name, though. He was just the caddy. Yeah, he was just caddy. Yeah. He, he was caddy, and he was the driver of the golf cart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so st- and then he jobbed <laughs> that, a hornswoggle was... for a while. He did, too. <laughs> that was like two months straight. Oh, that was the, uh, that's good old family racism right there. Yeah. Okay. Chavo, um, anyway, good job. Tag Chavo, team Chavo and Hernandez. Hernandez win the tag team titles. Next match on the card, Miss Tessmacher uh, loses the knockouts title to Tara in a pretty, in honestly, a not too bad knockouts match. Well, TNA, they're good with the with the women wrestlers. Like, WWE tried to, and then they gave up on it. Right. TNA's kind of given up on it. Like, they released a lot of their big-name women stars. But they're, they're still better than WWE is. But see, here, here's the thing I'm, I'm having a problem with. The, the knockouts division for a while was the biggest thing for TNA. It was. It, it main evented sometimes. They main evented for like months on mm-hmm. end. Yeah. And Kill Kim and Amazing Kong. Awesome Kong. Yeah. Up until the whole her whole thing with Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> yeah. Again, that guy's causing problems. And, and see, that brings up another point. If Awesome Kong, if if Hogan's suing uh, Bubba Love Sponge, what's he going to do with Awesome Kong? I don't think because is I she think, coming back. I don't know if she's coming back. I think she's going to go back to WWE when she's ready to wrestle again. Well, see, that's they what re- I've heard. They actually released her, right? But af- after the whole thing with the pregnancy and all that. 
But, yeah, they did. But I think it's to where, oh, come back whenever you want. Right, right, right. But I don't know. I'm, I'm, I hope she comes back to either one. I would I love really to see her wrestle again. Because when, when Beth Phoenix retired, when she announced her retirement, uh-huh. um, Kong tweeted or said or something, oh, I guess she'll never get her dream match now. Yeah. But- so that kind of implies that Kong's coming back to WWE. Yeah. Just in my opinion, anyway. Hopefully we'll see that soon. I'm I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, Tara wins the knockouts title. Congratulations, Tara. Both women looked super sexy in that one. I gotta say. She uh <laughs> she tied Angelina Love, I believe, with six knockout wins. Knockout title wins. Really? I it could be it could be less, but I believe it's six. And Angelina Love had the most and now she's tied with her Tara. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, I didn't know that one. I read that online after Bound for Glory. Ah, okay. And apparently Tara's new boyfriend is Mr. Pectacular <laughs> from Big Brother. Yeah, that's real big Hollywood, Tara. As anticlimactic as it gets. It, it's so anticlimactic, and it's <laughs> such a work. I, I mean, granted, yeah, he was on TV, but he was on a horrible TV show. <laughs> I've... I stopped. I, I can't watch Ring of Honor, uh, not Ring of Honor, Big Brother, but I, I'll, I'll give him this. They had Psycho Sid's son on there. And he won. No, he didn't win. Oh, he didn't win? I thought he won. No, he got, he, from according to my mother who, watched, who <laughs> loves Big Brother, he he lost about three weeks before the show ended. Oh, okay. I thought they said he won online, but I could have just missed. I just saw his name and I was like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It's cool that he was on there, though. It but... is cool that he was on there. And he, I saw a picture of him. He looked just like his dad, like but younger. Yeah. He looks oh, yeah. a lot like him. Like a, a high school picture of his dad. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, anyway, next match on the card here, the Aces and Eights take on uh, Sting and Bully Ray. And this was, the, this was pro- probably like the most uh, hyped up match, but it wasn't the last match on the card, which is funny. I thought it was going to be because it was just so built up. Yeah, it was, it was one of those build up things, and it was really huge. But I guess it makes sense that it wasn't. Um, you got to get behind the world title. You got to show that it means something. Exactly, exactly. But Aces and Eights won this one in a very, very hellacious match. It was no DQ. And you know what? All four men brought it. I don't know who I I, I don't know who was in Aces and Eights. Uh, who who was originally in a, the in the match for Aces and Eights? Right. I believe we're one not of them. To know. <laughs> yeah, we're not supposed to know. But the, damn those dirt sheets! They had to tell us who's who in there. I heard Luke Gallo's name was put in there. And probably West like Briscoe. That's going to be exciting when he gets unmasked. Oh yeah, that's going to be. Everybody's crazy. like, who's that? <laughs> and, and what's cool at the at, at the end of the match was um, more of the aces and eights came out and attacked them, and uh, they held they held up one of them and they unmasked it and it was Brother Devon. Yeah, yeah, Devon. So they think Devon's a leader now, but I think he's just one of the running guys. Yeah, he he's he's uh, involved with them, but not completely done and i i I read about an article saying that this was done this was thought up two weeks ago you know i think devon hasn't been gone long enough to make this really legitimately over um because he was only gone for what maybe two months 
probably about two months. But in those two months, I mean, a lot could have happened. I mean, I could see how they could justify, you know, That's have true. them come he, up and he say could that. Blame them, like it was your fault. You didn't negotiate my contract. Like you couldn't negotiate a simple contract. I didn't ask for much. And right, you, right. That's you kept true. putting penalty. You kept putting limitations on me and all that stuff. So I could see that coming on. I mean, You'd two months is a long time. And, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it made sense. Um, and, and like they just came up with. I guess probably about a short-term contract at least. Yeah, I'm and sure he they could did. he could hold the the TV title belt hostage. <laughs> he could get Sam still TV champion like Shawn Michaels did with the WWF Intercontinental title. Yeah, exactly. Or or, or Kevin Steen with the ROH title. Yeah. So yeah. like that would work out too. I could see him pulling a rhino and putting it in the trash and setting it on fire. You That'd never be know. Cool. Uh, but that was but Aces and Eights won this one in a very controversial finish. I loved it. How <laughs> I love the reaction. Oh, I love the reaction Hogan gave. Where he's like, "What?" and he held him. Why? Why? <laughs> and and Sting Sting didn't know what the hell to think. And then he turned him around. I'm like, oh, you know, it was really bad. So, but it was it was a good match. I loved it. Um, I really thought that Bully Ray was going to turn. I thought so too. But at the same time, it was too obvious. Yeah, but bully, but bully Ray was right there, and he just like his jaw hit the floor. Right, he didn't expect it to be Devon. I'm sure. Um, but he said, but I guess after the match, uh, Devon shouts out, "It was always me." So that's pretty interesting. And he's it's always been him. And Devon screaming <laughs> at Ray, "How do you feel? How do you feel?" Which makes sense because it's. Uh, because of the whole time when they separated, Bully Ray became the a-hole and just jerking Devon around. Yeah. And then now it's payback time for Devon. And then when they finally separated, separated, then Devon was kind of left in the dust. Exactly. Bully Ray became a star. Exactly. And then you had Devon's kids get involved and D'Angelo Nero. And it's just, <laughs> ugh. They didn't know how to use Devon really without Bully Ray. Yeah. But Bully Ray just developed into this great star. Like, he and really that, did. And, and see, that's what's hard about wrestlers that start out as tag teams you know you have to separate them you have to give them their own gimmicks you have to give them all this other stuff so what do they do they put i mean you have to have a good storyline to put a guy in like Shawn michaels coming into his own yeah or bret hart separating from uh separating from jim neidhart but at the same time i guess neidhart was injured or something so they just killed the tag team yeah i mean is that what happened neidhart went down i think so i don't i don't remember um he didn't just Marty Jannetty it? No, no, not that I know of. Not that I remember. Um, but it, it takes a it takes a, a a special story to get to get a tight cast uh wrest, tag team wrestler into his own kind of world. Yeah, yeah, it really does. So I mean, like I said, you you uh you got Shawn Michaels who who did the Marty Jannetty thing and separating from that. You had uh Bully Ray starting his own thing. Uh, and then they had well, I guess it, it sucked for for both WWE and TNA because then they had the brand split, and then now in TNA they just took him out completely. Right. So, but it's pretty cool. I mean, it was still a good match. It was yeah, still a good yeah. ending. No, definitely. And then we still there's still so many people to be unmasked, and the storyline, the Aces and Eights storyline, can still go the rest of the year. Yeah, and what's funny is that people are a lot of the the haters are mm-hmm. not impressed with it. Well, you know, as far as not being impressed with it. I know who is under the masks, and 
it's going to be kind of anticlimactic too when that happens. Yeah. It's not like it's like John Cena and Randy Orton, you know. It's not like <laughs> big stars. It's WWE mid-carters, mostly. In, for, former mid-carters or uh, low-carters. Or virtually unknowns, right. Yeah. So, and so when you got guys that are going up against like Sting and AJ Styles and Bully Ray, those are legitimate main eventers. And, and, but you never know. Once they get unmasked, who, I mean, there's always that possibility of them coming into their own. Look at what happened with Christian. That's before, true. Before he left WWE, he was buried. He was jobbing. He was on Shotgun Saturday Night or whatever the late night TV was at the time. Like and, he's doing now. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. But, I mean, when he came to TNA, he created a huge following oh he yeah won the nwa world heavyweight title before they before the nwa took it away from them yeah christian was the first big acquisition that tna ever had that's the first, wrong like the first one is kurt angle kurt angle was after christian was it after christian yes oh, okay then i'm wrong <laughs> <laughs> but kurt, christian was like the first first big like big jump the first yeah the first major jump to do that and i, mm-hmm. I, I think now with with uh w- when he came back to wwe at first he was the man. He was huge. He came back. He had a great following, and they buried him again. Well, when he went to SmackDown, when he first went to SmackDown, when Edge first retired, he had a really good push. His feud with Alberto Del Rio was really good, and Randy Orton just came along and took that away. Like he just, Yeah. Randy Orton just beat him down, and then Christian never got back up since, really. Yeah. It, it sucks. I mean, but again... Hey, who knows? Well, I mean, I'm a huge. I love Christian. I wish. I hope. He, I hope they give him something champion. more. I hope. They, I yeah. hope they give him something more. And he is a former world champion, former NWA champion, and you know they should. They should really unbury him, in my opinion. Yeah, but, they should. Uh, but that's Anyways, that. Anyways, Aces and Eights won. Let's finish good, this down good for, for glory Aces off. And eights. Uh, oh, actually, it's not good. It's scary because they have. They have full run of the impact zone, right? Yeah. That now, means they can come and go as they please. The door is open to them. They can do whatever they want. So we're going to see what kind of havoc they wreak. It's a, it's a bike. It's a Sons of Anarchy version of NWO. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's like uh, the guy talking is Jax. Uh, Devon is now tri- uh, Tig. And yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, the main event now Jeff Hardy wins the TNA World Heavyweight Championship against. Th- against Austin Aries, the greatest and man to ever the great, live. Yeah, exactly. The greatest man to ever live. That's what I was thinking of. I'm so mad that Jeff Hardy won. I wanted Austin Aries to win. So Jeff Hardy had to win. Bad. He's their John Cena. Yeah, but I don't want him to be the John Cena of TNA. <laughs> he has to be. That it's was just supposed to be is. Styles. That was supposed to be AJ Styles. I mean, yeah. he was, but you you don't have that anymore. It's like as soon as he got into the feud with Kurt Angle the first time. Claire Lynch. <laughs> with Clinton? No, no, no. Uh, it's actually before that. Once oh, he started, right. once yeah. he started acting all stupid. Yeah, yeah. And getting and talking with uh, Karen Angle, it's like it just went totally downhill for him. AJ could totally could totally be the face of the company. He he has the talent. He has the drive. He's carried this company for ten years. Yeah. Well, Jeff Jarrett carried it for a lot of years too. But, I mean, Kurt, uh, Jeff Jarrett and AJ Styles, they both were just day in, day out since the beginning. Yeah. And AJ could really, he's really a phenomenal wrestler. And and I hope they, and one thing about it is that AJ, with the current thing he's doing with Kurt Angle now, um, it's not enough. No, it's like, definitely not. He's gotta, just in tag division. Yeah. And <laughs> tag divisions nowadays. What's tag team wrestling? <laughs> Good God. Uh, but Jeff Hardy wins this one. The match itself, though, with Austin Aries was good. I just wish that Austin Aries would have won this one myself. I um, agree. I agree. But 
Jeff Hardy, it was probably, they probably promised it to him. Like, oh, you can sign a new contract. <laughs> you know, we have this world title we can give you. Okay, so here, so we'll tell you what. If you go to rehab, <laughs> well, if you go to rehab one more time, what, just one more. I know you, you like to do stuff on your own time. It's cool. But if you go to one, rehab one more time, we'll give you the title. <laughs> Guarantee, and you know what? I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna be the first to say that I dislike Jeff Hardy very much. Probably get a lot of heat for that because <laughs> Jeff Hardy has a huge following. I dislike Jeff Hardy. I've disliked him for a very long time, but you got to respect the guy because he's come a long way from that match he had with Sting, where he was out of it and they wrestled for what ninety seconds. Yeah, ninety seconds. When was that? Was like what a year ago? Maybe a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. He's come a long way. I yeah, he's back. I, I agree. And I'm proud he, of him for that. I agree that everything he, he that everything that happened with that wound up to him getting the title. I respect that. But in a way, he kind of deserves it because he earned it back. Yeah, so I could I could see that that side of it too. It, I mean, because man, if it was against Sting again, he would have he would have been legitimately <laughs> Sting hurt. Would have been like, no, I'm not going to fight this. No, guy. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to fight this guy. I'm going to slap him around and break his arm. I don't it's know fine. if it's true because I was in the locker room, but I heard that. Sting said, I'm not going to fight him. He's too out of it. And they said, yeah. well, just go out there, hit your finisher, and pin him. That's it. That's all I do. Yeah. Like, that was that was kind of, that was terrible. You know, at that point, I'm like, Jeff Hardy's a disgrace to wrestling. But he's come a long way. He went to rehab. He's cleaned himself up. And hopefully, yeah, he's now that be okay now, now that he came back and all that, I mean, he yeah. still, still paints his face like he's on drugs. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean, one of my Facebook, one of my Facebook cover photos was. Him with the green and blue face paint, and his eyes are closed. Oh, I he has saw the that. Eyes on and there. I saw that on your Facebook page. Yeah, and his eyes are closed. Looks so are creepy. totally sober right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's that's the only thing I get from that. It's like I'm totally sober, man. <laughs> like I, I swear, man. I, well, whatever. Hilarious. If he's a, if he's still doing something, it's more mellow than what he used to do. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, <laughs> it's a lot lighter. <laughs> I mean. I we we could say the old joke is probably hanging out with RVD again. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you never know. Uh, but final grade. Uh, what do you what do you give this one? Letter grade. Bound for Glory was a lot better than I expected it to be, and it's a lot better than TNA's track record said it would be. I I agree. Um, I give this one a good a a good solid A uh, for the show. You had nice. a few you had a few bumps in in in, in the road, but. It wasn't too, it wasn't enough to take it out. I mean, some of the outcomes w- were against my favor and my uh fourdown.org predictions did probably didn't go over as well as I thought it would. <laughs> of course, then again, I suck at predictions, so like I try not to do it. Um, but I can't get enough. But they really they really TNA really brought it Sunday night. I agree. Um, so I'm trying to find the uh commercials here so we could take a break. Uh but I think I think in, in all fairness, I think TNA giving giving uh, RVD the belt was good. Giving uh, taking the belt off of Austin Aries was really well done. It was decent enough. It wasn't expected, but at the same time, did we have to do that? Yeah, you know, so we had to do that so we can keep Jeff Hardy. Yeah, exactly. You know, he did an interview or said something. The you know they oh we heard rumors you want to go back to WWE. And his response is the exact words that I read were, 
We'll see how happy I am in TNA when that point comes. Yeah. So I, the, the well, here's the title. Here's some money. Yeah, exactly. And they've <laughs> just been sucking up to him the whole time. Yeah. yeah I, I I can see where that comes from. I think he'll still go though. I think when his contract expires, he'll still he'll he'll take all the benefits that TNA wants to give him. But then he'll probably still go because it's a WWE. Who doesn't want to go there? Yeah, exactly. That's so. the big show. Anyway, we're gonna go ahead and take a commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Raw. Oh, excuse me. Whoa, I didn't know where that came from. Uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> Raw. We're going to talk about, we're going to give a preview for Impact and a lot more. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Of course, it would help if the uh, if the music rotation was turned off first. So <laughs> let me start. let me start this over. <laughs> All right, we'll be back right after this. Hi guys, you are listening to Marie, the sexiest of the sexy, on Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. I hear voices in my head, they counsel me, they understand, they talk to me. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Courtesy of Beyond the Bell, Nature Boy Ric Flair presents the Seasons of Pro Wrestling. 560, 41,000, 213, well, what? This? 560, 41,000, 213, well, what? This? Recognize this? Huh? Yeah, retired. Hulk Hogan, I reek. Tell media, right across the seas. And Australia, you think March 30th? Ask your girl. Huh? 560, 41,000, the new 13. Well, what? This? Woo! He's only a 14-time world champion. Never in my mind. Nate Shimon! into all things nostalgia and want to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling and sports entertainment go beyond the bell every week on the SNS Radio Network Hey you Yeah I'm talking to you 
Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where JJ covers Smackdown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. Beauty Queen, Miss USA, slash Miss Tough Enough, Rima Fuki. I just want you to all know that this is the best station in the house. I'm running the rope with the Unchained Wrestling Network, baby. Alrighty, thank you, Rima. That I highly appreciate that, giving us a liner for that. You know, she, you know, Sam, she actually got us a good win for the for one of our two wrestling radio awards we got. I was oh, pretty she happy. did? Yeah. Wow, cool. Best female interview of 2012, so it was nice. pretty cool. Um, hey, you know, while, while while I'm on the subject of awards, check out uh, snsradionetwork.com for all, in, all the information on uh, the podcast awards that are coming up. Running the Ropes is on there for Best Sports Show of 2012. Uh but see, I don't just see. Here's what I want the SNS family to do. I don't just want you guys to, uh, to just vote running the ropes for best sports show. I also want you to vote it for, um, for God, what's it called? for the best produced People's Choice Award. I would love that. I produced the show pretty good, I think. Uh, nominations are currently under review, so when that comes out, the slate announcement will will be out on Sunday, October twenty eighth. Um, I don't believe that's the same day as Hell in a Cell, is it? I have no idea when Hell in a Cell is. Oh well, I think it's two weeks after the one. <laughs> it's every two weeks, right? Pay per views. Now we got to search Google and Cell two thousand twelve. It doesn't. It doesn't Hell say. I, I don't. It's a poster with a picture of Punk looking like the devil. Oh Did yeah. Did you see his promo about about the devil, about how John Cena's the devil? Yeah, <laughs> but John Cena looks like a stupid devil to me. <laughs> if he if they ever did that, I think I think it makes sense for them to put Punk there because Punk looks good in devil makeup. I'm yeah, just saying. But it also does make sense for him to to make it about to use the microphone to manipulate to somebody else like oh well you guys call me the devil well, this guy's the devil punk is just so good on the mic yeah oh yeah october 28th yeah all right you called that one damn i'm good so it's the same day as the award show uh it's the same day the slate for the awards are, are coming out so oh nice uh if it's gonna so if you watch it it'll be probably about an hour into it on the east coast so yeah it'll be an hour into uh, the show, so I hope I'm praying everyone did me a solid and did that so that they could vote for me when it comes out. Check it out, podcastawards.com. So check it out, vote. Uh, all this voter dice. We stuff should say. Can we say SmackDown your vote or can we not? SmackDown your vote. Well, are we yeah. allowed to say that? I, I think so. <laughs> now that they're not doing me. that anymore, it's true. <laughs> anyway, while while I'm waiting here. 
Uh, do you have any shows coming up, Sam? Or I'll be at the San Jose Improv on November 13th. It's a Michael J. Fox Foundation show, and it's raising money and awareness for uh, Parkinson's disease. But see, Halo 4 comes out that day. Oh, does I, it? I, I think but aren't you going to get it at midnight? <laughs> don't you, aren't you hardcore like that? Uh, I'm getting WWE 13 at midnight. Oh, nice. Uh, I don't know about Halo 4, not yet. I, 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 can't aff- I cannot afford it on my, <laughs> on my wrestling radio show salary. Ouch. Uh, apparently, JJ does not give out paychecks at all. You don't give out complimentary <laughs> Halo 4s? No, no, um, unfortunately. So here's your Christmas bonus, Halo 4. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get the intro for for Raw so that we could do it right because we have to do it right. Uh, there we go. Isn't that such a good intro? Oh yeah, it's definitely I, definitely a good intro. N- I mean, now th- I hate Nickelback. <laughs> yeah. So like, this was like the total welcome change that I actually wanted. Nice. And it's, I like it, it was Papa Roach when they did the Papa Roach song. I I actually like the the one before that, the Velvet Underground. Oh yeah, yeah. That was pretty. I, yeah, I, I like that I one, too. but uh, but this is cool too. Anyway, uh, starting out raw, uh. Big Show kicks off Raw discussing the the whole brogue kick, and he's tired of Sheamus discussing the forty five second uh, uh, WrestleMania WrestleMania victory. moment for Daniel Bryan, and calls out Daniel Bryan in the middle of the ring. Uh, to which they both fight, but and Big Show does win the match. Oh, but AJ had to cons- make Daniel Bryan go out. That's he, true. He didn't want to go. AJ's like, "You're out there." He's like, "No, I'm not." But then he went. That's true. He he got co- he got. Coaxed into the match. That's by the word Kane. I was looking for. <laughs> I, I could not figure out how to say that word until now. I didn't want to say anything bad by accident. So he got coaxed into the match by Kane and AJ and other superstars, to which he got defeated by uh, the Big Show. After the match, came, Kane came out laughing, and uh, instead, and Big Show was going to attack him again, but Kane came in and scared him away. Uh, after that, Paul Heyman. Uh, after the commercial break, Paul Heyman is in the ring with a portrait draped by a cloth and is hiding the po- uh, the photo of CM Punk's opponent, which made no sense. No, it didn't make sense at all. Um, Punk came out talking about respect, but Vince McMahon appears and gives him the once-over regarding the whole, the whole issue of respect and giving people respect. And Vince tells Punk that the decision is no longer his. And instead, it's going to be Vince McMahon's. So we're going to see that. We saw that later in the show. What I think is funny about the whole situation was uh, Vince was frustrated with CM Punk because CM Punk wouldn't reveal who he picked. Right. So Vince is like, well, then if you're not going to reveal it, I'm going to reveal it later. Yeah, because I guess he kept getting drowned out worse than Vicky Guerrero on the mic. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, really. And um, he... and. He just said, "You know what? Screw it. I'm not going to tell you guys nothing now. You you didn't want to you didn't want to hear me talk. So, that's fine. <laughs> Screw your match. I'm going home." Nice. Uh, but Vince McMahon came out, told him uh that it's now his decision to make because apparently you're not going to make your decision. So, uh we're going to see that later in the night. Uh the next match on here, we get to see the first match. 
Oh, no, because they had Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan Big Show. Yeah. Second match on the card, Alberto Del Rio uh, defeats Brodus Clay nice. in a small match, of course. Uh, great to see Brodus Clay getting some losses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. No, no, nothing against the Funkasaurus, but, I mean, if you're going to have the guy win a lot, have him lose sometimes, too. Right, because if he win a lot, then he's right back. <laughs> Were, yeah, exactly. Were you... Were you happy to see him lose like I did when he lost to Damian Sandow? Yes, yes. I, I'm very pro-Damian <laughs> Sandow. I don't know what it is about Damian Sandow, but, man, I like that he's, guy. I like him because he's different. He's articulate. He's he's classy. You know, this, he, the character he betrays is a lot different than I've seen in a long time. For Halloween, I hope he dresses up like the genius. Oh, that would be amazing. And starts rhyming in his promos. That would be amazing. Oh, he has awesome. that little scroll. Yeah, and the whole yeah. scroll thing, yeah, and that would be awesome. he comes out to Mr. Perfect's theme song and everything. Just a whole nine yards. That would be perfect. Just do that. Uh, anyway, uh, after the match, Heath Slater, Jinder Mahal, and Drew McIntyre run down and attack Santi- uh Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped ahead a little bit. Uh, after the match with, Brodus, uh, with Del Rio and Brodus Clay, Paul, Paul Heyman... And CM Punk arguing the back as Punk demands that Heyman ask Vince for another match to uh, ask Vince for another match against him tonight or on Monday. Uh, after that, uh, the primetime players defeat defeat Zack Ryder and Santino to where now we see three MB, uh, which is their new name with Slater, Mahal, and McIntyre. So does it stand for three man band or three megabytes? Like, between the three of them, they have three megabytes of brain space? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I think it's three-man band now, but it's stupid. 3MB. Uh, they come out and attack Santino and Ryder, um, and that's the end of that. After that, we see Vicky Guerrero is out with Dolph Ziggler, saying that he deserves a WWE title shot just as much as Ryback, and he wants to win the WWE title and cash in for the world title. I like that idea. Yeah, I like that idea, too. But it's not going to happen. No, because he he lost his push too. I don't know why. Yeah, and, and what sucks is that he's he could have done it. He's pound for pound one of the best athletes in the WWE today. But see, the problem is that the the problem is that they made CM Punk heel. Right, so he can't fight Dolph Ziggler because they're both heels. Because yeah, they're both heels, and it wouldn't make sense unless it's right. a special circumstance. Unless like a triple threat match or whatever. But I I do think that Dolph Ziggler is one of the top guys, and he should get a. He should get a world title more than 10 seconds long. He should. I I, <laughs> I agree with that completely. Uh, like Yokozuna had a longer first title reign than he did. Right. <laughs> uh, after after the, the whole decree by uh, Zach Wright, or sorry, Dolph Ziggler, I keep getting them confused for some reason, uh, David Otunga comes out and agrees about Ryback, but doesn't think that... Uh, Ziggler deserves a shot either that it's oh that it's quote Otunga time. All right, easy Donatello. <laughs> Otunga time. <laughs> My uh, watch doesn't say Otunga on it. No, no, <laughs> it doesn't have that number's somehow hidden on the watch somewhere. I don't know. You know what's funny is uh, CM Punk comes out and he does that thing where he puts his wrist up to his ear like that's his little when he comes yeah. out. Otunga like, time. Otunga time. I, I don't hear that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> after that match, after that, uh, AJ Lee prances out and makes a handicap match, uh, with David Otunga and Dolph Ziggler, uh, being defeated by stupid nickname, Big Hungry, 
Ryback. Big Hungry. Damn it, Michael Cole. <laughs> There's a you million know, things they can call that would be better than Big Hungry. Yeah, anything else. That's fine. I get the whole feed me more thing. Yeah. But, oh my God. Really? It, it, I swear, every time he, every time Cole gives someone a nickname, I just want to backhand him a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. His ins- I honestly hate his incessant uh commentary. I hate it so much. I'm just glad he's not doing using it in his heel character anymore. I'm really glad that he's kind of more neutral, <laughs> more mellowed out now. But you still want to choke him. Yeah, but it makes Raw a lot more bearable <laughs> with him not being annoying every 10 seconds. <laughs> yes. Uh, during this match, Ziggler decided to hail, hightail it out of the mat to run away uh, instead of getting the tag for it. Uh, and then it left Otunga to be demolished by Ryback. Uh, after the match, Vince McMahon is seen on his phone in the back and has Heyman enter the office to propose a match. Uh, if Punk wins, he gets to pick the opponent for Hell in a Cell. But uh, Vince says that for him to agree to that match, for him to agree, that match would have to be against Heyman instead. And Heyman declines and Vince kicks him out. So pretty much pretty much a waste of camera time saying, okay, yeah, well, I'll make a match. It's going to be against you, though. But, of course, Heyman being Heyman. No, that's all right. Uh, after- well, Raw is a lot of filler these days. It's, it's the three-hour thing. Yeah, it is a three-hour thing. And the, and it's like it's more filler than wrestling now. I mean. They'll show the same video package like four times. <laughs> like one video package four different times. Yes. And that's only one of the ones they show. They show a bunch of them. What's funny is that it's, it's the same video package at the top of the show, commercial. Same package, commercial. Same, and that's the yeah. whole first hour. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about it's all, and, and they talk about promos, and get they probably get a couple of jobber matches in there, but that's it. Yeah, I, there's probably the same amount of matches there was with two hours. Yeah, <laughs> and it's all filler for the rest of it. Um, let's see. Let me go to the next match here. I'm gonna skip over the uh, Matt Striker thing because uh, he's coming up. Uh, Antonio Cesaro defeats Justin Gabriel. Uh, after that, Kane defeats Matt Striker in another uh, filler match. <laughs> I don't know why they put Matt Stryker in a match, but hey, what the hell. Uh, after that, you had Miz TV talking talking with Kofi Kingston as a guest on uh, as the guest on Miz TV and challenges Miz to an Intercontinental Title match on the main event for Wednesday, uh, which was a really good match. So uh, after that, Sheamus takes on Wade Barrett uh, or Wade Barrett. <laughs> Wade Barrett. I, I, why do they give him a name he can't say? Yeah, why are they giving him <laughs> his own name that he can't say? Nor- Barra, or Barra. When they picked his name, they just said, what name is easy for you to say? And they gave whatever name that was, they should have given him. And they him. just like threw, threw darts at a dartboard with names <laughs> on it and said, okay, you're Wade Barrett. What? <laughs> I can't even say that word. <laughs> Bar, bar, uh, yeah, bosh. But Seamus uh, defeats Wade Barrett via DQ as Big Show came down at ringside and attacked Seamus. Uh, after that, Eve Torres defeats Layla to retain the the Divas title, and Vince is in his office with Ryback and puts over his personality. <laughs> nice. If you could put over personality, hey, what the hell? Hey, we'll do it. Uh, Damien Sandow and Cody Rhodes, the Rhodes Scholars, defeat Primo and Epico, and finally Kofi Kingston defeats The Miz, and after that match, Vince McMahon comes down for a contract signing, Calls out CM Punk, Ryback, and John Cena. 
To which John Cena said, you know what? I'm going to back out of this. I don't need this. You know, uh, I'd go after you for the title. Ryback don't care. Ryback just wants to beat your ass. Just wants to beat you up. And, and you deserve to get beat up. And you deserve you deserve a butt whooping a little bit. So yep, I'm gonna leave it to him, and I'll see you. I'll see you at the next one. That's pretty cool. You know, I I, I like that they that he passed. The, he kind of like passed the proverbial torch over to him to to Ryback. I I said it last week. I said it was too early last week. It is too early. It feels too early, like everything's put on fast forward. But honestly, with John Cena injured, who's going to take? Who else were you going? Would you put in there? Right, Orton's not there right now. Orton's not Big there right now. Heel. There's not a lot of. But even if Orton was there, you don't want your audience falling asleep. Right. Well, what about what about like a Punk Vince McMahon Hell in a Cell match? I no. think that would have. I think that would have been pretty decent. I, I think Vince McMahon's days in a cage are done. That's true. He's getting kind of old. <laughs> the, the the last cage match I saw him in was at St. Valentine's 99. Day Massacre in 99. <laughs> 1999. And that was a fun match to watch. Yeah, that was. But, um, yeah, it, it, it was pretty cool. I liked it. Um, but, but yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of, you're right, there's not a lot of contenders right now for the WWE title. Right, and it's funny because you have you have three hour Raw. Why can't you put any more people on Raw to go for the WWE title? Because they need commercials you... and they need video packages. <laughs> it's true. They have <laughs> to have. They need to have that one video package for that first hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, it just sucks because now it's like everyone's leaving because everyone's clamoring over John Cena. But John Cena's injured. So who are you going to put in that spot? Who are you going to put on the reins for the for the title and all that? So exactly, you know how fast I can get some of these NXT guys over on the main roster, and they just don't. Yeah, I, I agree. It's and they, there's a lot of opportunity. And that's why that's why you had guys like Jeff Hardy go to TNA because they don't get the push because everyone's clamoring around uh, uh, John Cena, right? And CM Punk said last year that he's not a company guy and yet he's not getting the chance that he deserves because it, even though everyone's going over John Cena and Randy Orton and all that it's like if you you have to have you have to be uh molded by Vince McMahon and uh or or have family in the business already to do it yeah, not even that. Sometimes, I mean, look at uh, Harry Smith. He could have been a superstar. Harry Smith could have been amazing. He could have been. He could have been a main eventer in no time. He really could have. And yet, the bookers in WWE just put him. They don't see it or something. Tyson Kidd's another one. Tyson yeah. Kidd could have been amazing. He still can be. He's still under the company, but he, they yeah. let Harry Smith go. But at the same time, with Tyson Kidd, it's like they, he's doing a good job making other guys look good. He is, and I think he doesn't fit the WWE big guy criteria. I mean, CM Punk doesn't either, but he kind of broke the mold with his pipe bomb. Well, see, with WWE, it's not nowadays. It's not just him going off. It's not just about the larger than life cartoon character aspect of it. It's now they're starting to focus more towards on talent. Yeah, they are. They definitely are. But it's it's the talent and the personality to match it. And you got to see you see that more often with CM Punk. Even though at given time you have Daniel Bryan right there, but then yeah. you put him at you give him a dumb anger management gimmick and <laughs> and then you then you sell a Kane's career even more. You know about this whole anger management thing is I'm very anti comedy angles in WWE. I really want to see wrestling. I want to see some intriguing storylines and I want to see some intensity. 
and you know Hornswoggle really was a turnoff for me and when I first started seeing these anger management things I was like oh this is another one of those stupid things I really enjoyed it they they have good chemistry together uh, Kane and Daniel Bryan and it's it's been pretty good it's been pretty funny and what's funny about that is that uh, the thing you mentioned Hornswoggle I think the thing that killed it with uh, comedy storylines for me was Hornswoggle versus Great Kali <laughs> Or Hornswoggle joins DX at a, a pay per view. For God's sakes, how how do you put that? How do you justify putting that on a pay per view? <laughs> Hornswoggle versus the Great Collie. That w- what pay per view was that? I don't uh, even know. It was so stupid. I don't think we want to know. No, 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 we don't. <laughs> uh, co- okay, comedy storylines are cool. They're funny, but it has in moderation. to be in my mo- yeah, in mo- it has to be in moderation, and it has to be the right guy for it. Yes, Shawn Michaels. Uh, DX, great for it. Kurt Angle was good for Kurt it. Kurt Angle was good for it because you had a guy who is an Olympic gold medalist. He did all this other stuff in there. But, but yet, he was just so goofy. He it was, was so goofy. And the whole thing with Steve Austin in, in 99 and 2000. Or, no, actually, no. Was it? No, it wasn't 2000. 01, I think. I don't know. It's probably, probably 01. Or, no, it's actually soon out, right after the invasion angle. Oh, it was. It was right uh, right after the two-man power trip. Yeah, and then you yeah. made Angle. So, that was, I mean, that was pretty cool. I, I love seeing that. And it was, a, it was a different side to Kurt Angle and all that. But, yeah, it has to be in moderation. And there's time. I mean, Undertaker was funny at one point when he was the, the American badass and he was doing all that. And you had these great moments that were funny, but they still have to be in moderation because you have to have a, uh, you have to have a match in between. Yeah, I think right now Vince is just trying to get the kids, and he doesn't really care about the old school wrestling fans like us. It, it, yeah. And so, like, the kids want to sit home and see, you know, Hornswoggle running around chopping the crotch, D- DX thing, and, you know, we may not want to see that, but I think Vince is, like, going for the kids these days. It, it, well, it makes sense because of the whole Senate run with his wife yeah, and all that. Yeah. Um, but I just think that in. If it can be done, and that's why I like having, I like them using Santino for the comedy bit. He's the clown of WWE, which is he funny. Is, but it, he, is he funny. makes it look good. He 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 work he works it really well. Every little aspect of it too. Just I mean, the way he walks, the way he carries himself, like he's he's just a great character. They he really developed into a great character. My, my favorite Santino moment was when he cross-dressed into his sister oh and he was Santina. the women's was he the women's champion oh miss wrestlemania miss wrestlemania, Ms. WrestleMania. <laughs> and then he and then he got i think he won the divas title at one point yeah <laughs> that, that was, was that was great and i get Santina. i think he kissed the guy too which is which is funny which made me laugh hysterically but and, and at the same time with santino you look at tna and they're doing even more with eric young or they were doing even more with eric young how he had the TV title, and he said, "You know what? I got the TV title. I'm going after TV stars because I can't <laughs> do wrestlers because it's not a wrestling title; it's a TV title." So he went after Scott Bayo. Oh, really? He I went didn't after. See that. That's cool. He went after Danny Bonaducci and won. Oh wow! Uh, he won in a cage match too. It's a lockdown too. Uh, Against Danny Bonaducci in a lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> it was <laughs> nice. like. Probably about like six years ago too. Wow. It was great. I don't know where I was for that. It it was fun to watch. I loved it. Um, God, just so much. See, and it, didn't he win the women's knockout tag team titles? Yeah, with with, with his ODB. new wife ODB. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even and now with ODB, it's like they're 
great chemistry. You want chemistry? Yeah, they in do have good chemistry. Sense, yeah. Great chemistry. Uh, but I, I, I loved it. Um, but getting back to Raw, um, the whole thing with Ryback, I, I loved how Vince McMahon put over his person, or his personality, uh, because he's intense, and people are making Goldberg re- uh, comparisons. Well, he has the intensity of a Goldberg. Yeah, he and he, he kind really of has does. the bald head, so I guess that's what they compare him. Yeah, he he really does, and and uh, he said I, I remember reading about it before Ryback saying on Twitter like I could see that, but. But Goldberg didn't. He straight up said on Twitter, Goldberg didn't have a passion for the yeah, business. Yeah, I already he said that. He wasn't all there with it. Goldberg did it for the money. Right back does it because he loves it. Yeah, like yeah. You really want to say that about Bill Goldberg? And but, it's like really like you sh- you shouldn't be saying stuff like that on Twitter because all you see on TV is feed me more. Yeah, it's like a big meathead on TV. But I mean, it's cool that he you know has an opinion on that, and Goldberg's just brushing it off like. Did you play in the NFL? Well, no. this happened a year ago with Crimson, too. Crimson was going on Twitter yeah. saying, oh, I'm not the next Goldberg. I'm better than Goldberg. And Goldberg's like, I never heard of that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're in TNA. I don't. I never heard of you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, with, with Ryback, like, he can't win the title at Hell in a Cell. He, I, I can't see it happening. But the character it's that gonna he is. It's going to be a hell of a fight, though. But the character he is, he can't lose yet. It's too soon for him to lose. Yeah, so like that brings up another question. It's too question soon then. for him to win the title. He's in a no-win situation, I think. If if he wins, what does that mean for CM Punk? What does that mean? I know. Right back versus The Rock at Royal Rumble? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I don't think so. The it, Rock will kill his career. It's like they, they now have to give him his first loss. Right, they do because uh, on the house shows, CM Punk's been purposely disqualifying himself or getting himself disqualified. Right, and that's how the match has been ending. But they can't do that in Hell in a Cell because there's no DQ. Right, so it's gonna have it's gonna have to be a hell of a match. And like, yeah, it because if is. not, then it's gonna it's gonna hurt both Ryback and Punk. It's I think it's gonna hurt Ryback. I think walking in Hell in a Cell, it's gonna hurt Ryback's momentum. I, agree. I think. I, I I agree with that, but at the same time, they want to make it fresh. They want it. I, I okay. If he win, if Ryback wins the title, will John Cena go after Ryback once he gets cleared? And if he does, if he does go after Ryback, how's that going to look? Ryback is a huge face, though. They can't go face face. Exactly. It, it it's not going to make any sense. It's not going to work. But unless John Cena turns heel, but that's never happened. That's never happened. <laughs> I think they tried that before. What I think, I think the WWE title plan is going to be, I think Punk's going to hold it to Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and he's going to lose it to The Rock, and then we're going to have Rock Cena too. Yeah. At I WrestleMania. And this time, Cena's going to win, because then they'll have one each, and Cena's going to walk out, WWE champion, and The Rock's going to go back to Hollywood, and everybody's going to be happy. Yeah. And it's going to make millions of dollars. At least until The Rock ends up with a big break between movies and comes back again. Yeah, but it probably won't be because he's been around like off and on for the past two years. Yeah, and so I don't every, think he'll come back again. And every soon. promo he's had, it was all on on YouTube and all that. So, yeah. And that's another thing: if you're gonna have the Rock come back, have him come back. I like the John Cena shirt that says "The Rock brings it via satellite." Yeah, that was great. And and uh, that and the whole build up for that was like really um, inspirational and emotional and intense. The match was amazing, but. He wasn't there, but Rock didn't seem to be there for any of it. It's like news to me. So he came around a couple times, but yeah, mostly he was there via satellite. But yeah, I, I but I think it was great. I think now that we see a build up for Hell in a Cell, I think Raw was definitely a good way to end it. 
Yeah, it was in the right direction, definitely. And Ryback's intensity was by far the greatest. So, uh, but yeah, I, I like the way I, I like the way it came out, and I was happy for it. Um, uh, I want to know what the SNS family thinks about Ryback's uh, push and sudden push to be uh, main event material. Uh, you could always hit me up, running the ropes at yahoo.com. Uh, hit me up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash running the ropes dot radio. And, or just go to Twitter uh, at RTR Maverick. No cat at the end because, well, it's just how I roll. <laughs> so nice. This is how I am. I mean, I'm I'm a very simple person. Oh, I finally found you on Twitter. You finally found me I on Twitter. I did. I found you. Yeah, I was looking for Mag- Maverick with a K. Never put I the just, K with me. Uh, I, I just, you know, I don't know why. I don't know why I don't put the K. Like I, it just to be different. Just to be different. Like I've had that. I've had the Maverick name without the K since like, God, since I used to be on AOL when I was a kid. <laughs> I remember AOL. Like I mean, yeah, you remember AOL 3.0 yeah. or the chat rooms, the and chat all that rooms stuff. With, with with the fake with the fake people asking acting like wrestlers and. All that good stuff where people would suddenly IMU for naked sunny pics and all that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. One time I was in the AOL chat room. I'll make this a quick story. And I was, uh, before the days people were trolling the internet, I was trolling the internet, you know. I would go in the chat room. You were just, trolling before trolling was cool. I was, yeah, before it was a, before it was a terminology. <laughs> I, uh, I was in this chat room and I was just like talking, you know, mad stuff to people. Just, oh, you're this and you're that. And thinking I was, you know, an internet warrior. <laughs> and th- this guy was like, hey, check this out, right? And my screen went blue and my computer reset. And I was like, oh, that was weird. And I went back online and went back into the chat room. And the same guy was like, hey, you're back. Did your screen go blue like this? And it happened again. Oh, wow. I don't know what he was doing to my computer, but for some reason, <laughs> he was resetting my computer from his computer. And I got scared and I never did that again. Yeah. That that happened to me before where I lost a Yahoo account like that. I don't where, know what he was doing, but it was scary. Yeah. I'm still scared to this day. There, there's, <laughs> you know, with me, it's been a time where uh, I'd go in a chat room. I... I there was a time where I go into chat room and I lost my one of my Yahoo accounts, and um, thankfully they're free, so it's like not that hard to make a new one. Yeah. But damn! And he goes in, he hacks my computer, and he started making my hard drive like do like high pitched cutting sounds. And oh it, wow! It was crazy. So as soon as I heard the first, I unplugged the computer. Yeah, I yanked that s right out of there. It was crazy. Wow. Uh, All right, so let's move on to TNA wrestling here. Lot, Are we still on Raw? We're done with Raw. Raw was good, good ending. I give it a B. Um, it did its job. Yeah, I give it a B. It did, it, it did its, its job. It's hype. You know, it's hyping it up. Uh, for TNA tonight. Uh, oh, wait a minute here. Uh oh, do we have any news? Any late breaking? I'm I'm just looking at the uh, TNA's advertising the following events for tonight's. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's what's happening in Impact tonight. What's okay, going on? Okay, so uh, it's going to be Aces and Eights are going to open the show with a message. Uh, will Devon address his his role with the gang? And how will Hulk Hogan, Sting, and Bully Ray react? Um, also, uh, Jeff Hardy is going to be on hand for, for to pronounce his championship. Uh, new champions uh, RVD, Hernandez, and Chavo will be on there as well. Uh, news on the next pay-per-view turning point. Uh, so I'm I'm looking I'm looking at I, I'm looking to be very excited by this match. I mean, with the way Bound for Glory ended, we talked about it earlier. Very good ending. I think their pay-per-views are starting to improve a lot more. Um, they got Russo out of there. That's why. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I know. Really. And 
at the same time, I I blame the decline of the knockouts on Bruce Pritchard. I mean, it's no secret that Bruce Pritchard hasn't been a big fan of women's wrestling. Yeah, I can see that. But, I mean, it's one of TNA's mainstays. It really is. And TNA kind of, the X Division and the Knockouts Division really put them on the map. Yeah, exactly. And it, it separated them from the WWE. And and what's great about the what what's great about uh, the knockouts division as compared to the divas division is that there's actual talent in the hot and sexy women they put on the ring every week. So yeah, definitely like Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, like they've come a long way and they're great wrestlers. They had um, Taylor Wilde; she was really good. Like she was amazing in the ring. They had Taylor Wilde, but they wouldn't pay her enough. Yeah, they just kind of oh whatever. You're not that important to us. I and guess. yet she's working. She was working with TNA, and at the same time she was working at a sunglass hut in Orlando. Was she really? Yeah, I didn't know that. She was wow. working in a, in a to shopping support mall. herself because she had she didn't she didn't pay her very much. Yeah, something like that. Wow. So it was insane. Uh, but she did really good, and, and Sarita and Rosita were there, but then yeah. they got released. Gail Kim was really good, really talented. Gail Kim's Gail still Kim there. Gail Kim and Kong, oh, she is. I just She's kind of Surprisingly, she's still there. Gail Kim and Kong had some great classic matches. Oh, yeah, you know it. Yeah. And uh, Mickey James, of course, one of the bigger names, former WWE talent. She's one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. She is. She is. And, uh, but but what, what makes me sad is that they get rid of that they suddenly got rid of uh, the beautiful people and winner who was just on the show not too long ago. And just all these, all this talent that could have been used to keep the women's, the keep the knockouts division up. But right. Then, but then they brought out the whole gut check and they started the gut check thing, which is cool. But yeah, it takes a lot of TV time. It really for them. Okay. What's your decision? Okay. What's your decision? What's yeah. Your decision? So I they mean, could do it a lot quicker. They could. They could. Speed I agree. Things up. I agree. And I, hopefully, we'll see Taylor Hendricks come up in the OVW and come out to TNA to TNA again. And be you know, else I noticed about the gut check is that they're there, they get the contract, and then you never see them again, except for Joey Ryan. But like Alex Silva, Taylor Hendricks, and there's been a couple other people that you right. Sam Shaw that you just see the one time, and they get their contract, and then you don't see them again. What about what about NorCal Tom? Who do you think in NorCal would make it over to TNA for gut check? I don't know. I mean, we saw um, Joey Ryan, who's from uh, yeah, who's from. He's not from out here. He's from like SoCal or something. Is he? I think so. Yeah, he probably. He seems like a SoCal kind of guy. I mean, if Damian Sandow from Palo Alto is gonna gonna be in WWE, we gotta see. I I I know one right well, off. They signed. They signed who? Who do you think? They signed. Ka- they had Kafu. They had, there. I was gonna say they had Kafu, but they never really did anything with them. Yeah, and um, uh, I I know one exactly that they could use in there. Derek Sanders. I was thinking Derek Sanders. I don't know how how much of a full time wrestler he is these days. Uh, right now, I I do know he's a trainer now at yeah uh, at Project Revolution or not Project Revolution. That's something completely different. <laughs> Pro wrestling wrestling revolution. revolution yeah. Uh, he he's there for that. Um, he's all he's still wrestling with APW off and on, um, and all like other stuff. And he's all and another thing too. Um, Dylan Drake. Dylan Drake. He's really small, but I like him a lot. He has a good attitude on him. In he, fact, um, you want to? He'd be easy to get along with. So you want me to tell you how uh, Halloween Hell ended? APW. Dylan Drake was involved. Dylan Drake was involved. He was involved. He oh, had a no. match. He had a match earlier in the night. I forgot who he faced. And then the main event was Timothy Thatcher defending the Universal Title against Cole Cabana. Mm-hmm. It was a good match. Dylan Drake came out and clotheslined both of them. 
the referee threw the match out and since it was a Halloween show there was this chick in the front row and she was wearing a cop outfit <laughs> and Colt went up to her and Colt's like give me your handcuffs and so she goes okay and she gave him the handcuffs <laughs> they handcuffed Dylan Drake to the top turnbuckle the referee restarted the match and the whole time Dylan was trying to kick at him he was trying to get at him and it was just, it was hilarious because they finished the match with Dylan Drake handcuffed to the corner I'm so glad Colt Cabana is a NorCal now yeah <laughs> it, was, it was great so I'm, I'm thinking that Christmas Chaos is going to be Dylan Drake in the main event I gotta go to an APW show again. They're fun. They're so much fun. Uh, now, now that and, and Colt Cabana is really hilarious. Yeah, and, uh, he is. all the time. I gotta see. I gotta see. It the was. Matches out it here. was great to meet Colt Cabana. <laughs> it really was. Did you shake hands with him and get I an did. autograph? I got his. I got his eight by ten, and I got his autograph and everything. That's what I got again. Eight by ten with Colt Cabana. Yeah, it was great. That's gotta be awesome. I have a picture with him too. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Looks like that's gonna do it for us here. I'm gonna end it early. Because Crelly's not here and I can't fill the two hours oh, by no. myself. So, anyways, that's going to do it for us here at Running the Ropes. Uh, again, uh, head on over to podcast. Uh, actually, uh, pay, oh, stay tuned to podcastawards.com. Uh, Sunday for Hell in a Cell, October 28th, they will have the slate open for voting. So, I hope to see the, the SNS family put me over once again. Uh, we want. I want to get three awards here, people. I, I have two. Let me get that third one. That's all. At least that's all I need. Fourth, the fourth one would be sick. <laughs> if I could get the a fourth, fourth a award, it would be a bonus. <laughs> and trust me, it's going to be a lot better from here. So, uh, unfortunately, again, Chris, uh, Chris couldn't be with us tonight. He will be back next week. As far he may be back next week, I don't know. Uh, depending on my attitude with him as that goes. <laughs> how <laughs> so, mad do you worry about him going mad, to battle for glory? <laughs> how how mad I how pissed off I am at him at the same time I want to go next to you now. Uh, well, he should fly you out and send you to his party. Yeah, if you could afford to come all the way from England, all the way out here, he could afford to bring me out there. Yeah, to I'm his just saying, WWE Chris, 13 release party. If you could put your hands on uh, Tara's waist and Brooke Hogan's waist and get chewed out by atlas security (laughs) (laughs) which which atlas security in itself uh with their reputation from ecw and all that yeah i mean that's awesome enough as it is so he got in trouble because he touched them because he he put it he put his hand on uh on brooke hogan's waist Uh and they they forced him to raise it up and she's and they took the picture like that she's like and from what this is according to what chris told me he said but since uh but she's like, but after they took the picture, she's like, oh, they didn't get the flash off. Let's t- take that again. And so they take it again, and Brooke places his hand on her waist. Oh. I was like, damn. What a player that guy is. And the security's like, don't touch the strippers. I mean, the wrestlers. Yeah. So it was really <laughs> cool. I liked it. So, uh, but yeah, it's going to do it for us, uh, for Chris Kelly, uh, for Funky Sam Medina. Uh, what was your Facebook? It's um, Funky Sam Medina. It's on Facebook. And then at Funky Sam Medina on Twitter. There you go. I'll be around. Awesome. So for, for all that. Thank you very much, Brian. It's been an honor. Oh, thank you, man. I, I'm, I'm so glad you came in. I know it was last minute. And all that, but I'm glad you came. I'm, I'm glad-, just glad I was free. You know, it was because I had a lot of fun here tonight. Yeah, so. it's going to be awesome. Just talk wrestling, and <laughs> yeah. this is perfect. So, uh, anyways, that's going to do it for us. So, this is uh, Brian Maverick Bertrand saying, "See you later, everybody." Oh, would it help if I actually had the channel up for it beforehand too. This. 
This has been a presentation of Running the Ropes, exclusively on the Unchained Wrestling Network at unchained-wwe.com. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the panel and not of the network or its affiliates.